What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Fight Night Vegas 38, Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker in the main event. As always, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week over there for DraftKings. And before I get started, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment below who your favorite play is on the DraftKings slate. Always looking forward to reading those answers. Uh, without further ado, let's get into my cash game play this week, which is going to be Carol Hosa up at 9.3K. All right, for cash games this week, I think there are a few possible options, and they're all spend-up options, but my favorite is Hosa at 9.3K because I just think she's really safe, and she does carry upside. Hosa is the favorite currently sitting at minus 600 to beat Beche Kohea at plus 400, and Hosa is 3-0 in the UFC She's landed a ton of volume in her short UFC career. She is averaging, let me pull up the numbers. She is averaging 7.73 significant strikes per minute. Defense a little bit questionable, absorbing 5.51, striking defense 48%. Um, but in her three UFC wins, she's landed 171, 120, and 57 significant strikes. That 57 strike performance she also landed four takedowns and earned 11 minutes of control time so in her three ufc wins again all by decision she has scored 112 110 and 109 points that is very rare and i don't necessarily think she's going to duplicate that on saturday but it's possible and i do like this matchup for her against kohea who's like 11 years older or something like that and um is toward the end of her career, most importantly, is definitely slowing down both literally and uh, figuratively. Let me pull up the, the ages just to double, double check. Hosa is 26 years old and Kohea is 38 years old. So um, Hosa's going to be a little bit longer. She's going to have a speed advantage. She's going to have a volume advantage. And she's probably going to have a grappling advantage too, averaging two takedowns <clears throat> per 15 minutes. Kahea does defend at 84%, but not really an offensive wrestling threat of her own has been taken down here or there. So I think Hosa is going to be able to produce a lot of volume in this matchup. The concern would be that she doesn't have a great chance to win inside the distance at plus 335. That's maybe a potential reason to pivot away from her in tournaments if her ownership gets too high, which I think she'll be pretty popular. But in cash games, she's just so safe because not only is she a massive favorite to win, minus 600, but she's just so likely to produce offense with her high volume style, with her theoretical grappling. And hey, even if she doesn't get a finish, even if we say she wins by decision on Saturday, she's now proven three times in a row she can land uh, you know, 110 points on average in a decision, which is very, very impressive. So um, I'm locking in Carol Hosa this week. I think she's got a great matchup, very likely to produce offense in volume, very safe cash game play of the week there at 9.3K. All right, in tournaments this week, I'm going to go with Nico Price at 8.4K, fighting Alex Oliveira. Price is currently minus 181 to win, so he's a bit of a value at 8.4K. I don't know if that's going to make him popular or not, but this is a fight I think is likely to be fought at a high pace, pretty likely to end inside distance. 
uh, at minus 205. And I do favor Price here in this matchup because I think he's much better suited to fight a full three rounds than Alex Oliveira. I mean, Alex Oliveira has gone the distance a few times, but, you know, he's averaging 2.86 significant strikes per minute, and he almost never even reaches the 60 significant strike mark. He's going to want to keep range, land a devastating knockout blow, which he does have a lot of power, or he's going to look to land takedowns. Averages 2.37 takedowns per 15 minutes, a very physical grappler, and I, I think he can win this fight. I don't think Oliveira is out of the fight by any stretch. However, Price, to me, is better suited for an extended fight. And in his last three matchups, he's landed 129, 150, and 76 significant strikes. He's gone to war with Vincente Luque and Donald Cerrone, um, averaging 5.29 significant strikes per minute. That's, there's just no way that Oliveira can keep up with that. Also, he averages 0.75 takedowns per 15 minutes. That's not great, but... Oliveira to me looks like he's regressing and he's lost in the first round by submission in two fights in a row now and was knocked down in that last one and I, I don't know he just doesn't his fight IQ has never been that great I'm not going to call him a quitter but he he just doesn't he he his trustworthiness bar is shrinking 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 and the stock to me on price is trending upward so i think Oliveira is going to be very dangerous in the first round in the early minutes of the fight he might land a hard shot he might look to land takedowns but price is a good grappler himself a good submission grappler so i trust him to survive on the mat and even in even in his last loss against michelle pajera you know he was kind of beaten up early in that fight and came back to win round three and landed 47 significant strikes in round three alone and i just think over an extended period of time price is going to have success and there's a good chance that this fight doesn't make it the full 15 minutes price is plus 135 to end inside the distance he has uh plus, sorry plus 130 to win inside the distance he has knockout equity and submission equity and 8.4k is really not a bad price tag to pay it's not even like you need 120 points from him at this number hey you get 85 maybe he doesn't end up on the optimal lineup but that's not going to kill you and if he gets 90 95 100 well he has a pretty good chance to be on winning tournament lineups this week so a good fight overall to target on DraftKings. but i'm definitely leaning toward price at 8.4k uh, he is my tournament play of the week moving on to my salary play of the week i'm going to give out johnny walker at 7.4k and this is I'm not going to call it a cop-out, but the problem here is that I'm not picking any of these fighters to win in this, like, 7-9 to 7-4K range. And I'm not I'm not actually picking Johnny Walker to win. I, I am picking Tiago Santos to win. So if that's enough to push you off of Walker, so be it. But the thing is... This is a, I mean, there's a competitive betting line on this main event for a reason. John uh, Santos is the favorite, minus 153. Walker plus 133 as the underdog, so he's n only a slight underdog. And if Walker wins, it's just so likely to be an early knockout that if he wins at all, very, very likely to end up on the winning tournament lineup. And he's fought in the UFC one two three four five six times he's won four times 
How has he won each of those times? You guessed it. First round knockout all four times. None of them have lasted even three minutes. He has not proven himself over 15 minutes. And if this fight gets extended, I don't think he's going to have success. I think Santos is probably going to take over. I think Santos has early knockout equity himself. So this is a fantastic fight to target on DraftKings. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to have plenty of exposure to Santos. But Walker at 7.4K, like he is... Not guaranteed to score 100 points in a win, but in his four wins, he scored uh, 104, 128, 127, and 107 points. And this fight is minus 550 to end inside the distance. Walker has an incredible inside distance line of plus 177 for that price tag. So really, you're just targeting the upside here. Do you have to use him as a primary option? No. Do you need 70% of him? Do you need to play him in 7 out of 10 lineups? No. But this is a fight you need to be on heavily. And in terms of a salary option, Walker's just too cheap compared to his theoretical chance to win uh, and the path for him to win. So I'm locking and loading a, a, per, a percentage chunk of Walker, kind of regardless whether I think he's going to win or not. If you want to play him in three out of ten lineups instead of seven, that's fine. But you you need a chunk of Johnny Walker in this main event at 7.4K simply because when he wins, it's very, very likely to come with an early finish, and that's going to give him a very strong chance to end up on the optimal lineup. And as a plus 133 underdog, look, it's a high-variance fight, light heavyweight fight. These guys, there's so much variance. Um, fights can end so quickly. So excellent main event this week. Um, excellent tournament fight to target on DraftKings. And don't forget about Johnny Walker there at 7.4K. He'll be my salary play of the week. Moving on to my fade of the week. I'm going to give out Douglas Silva D'Andrage at 9.2K. And I don't have the strongest take in the world, but ultimately what it comes down to is the price and the price range. Because we already talked about Carol Hosa at 9.3K. Alexander Hernandez rates out really well at 9.4K. Casey O'Neill rates out really well at 9K. Aspen Ladd, 8.9. Tiago Santos, 8.8. Alejandro Perez is the other one at 9.1K. But Perez has a pretty decent inside distance line there where Silva de Andrade... Um, it's just a tough range for him to compete in. He's not particularly good at any one aspect of the game. He's kind of a brawler. He's got some knockout power, and maybe he does win by knockout. Wouldn't be incredibly surprised by that, but landing 3.77 significant strikes per minute, absorbing 4.26 per minute, lands less than one takedown per 15 minutes. So he, he pretty much has to go out there and win by early knockout. Plus 173 inside the distance, just it's fine, but it's not that strong. And I'd rather prioritize pretty much every other fighter in this range. And even if Silva goes out there and wins by knockout in the first round, scores 108 points, there's no guarantee that he ends up on the optimal lineup anyways at this number because, you know, you got fighters like Casey O'Neill who put up 140 already. And Alexander Hernandez has put up big scores and, um... There, there's a lot of finishing equity on this card. So with a limited number of lineups, you have to kind of cut off somewhere. And Silva D'Andraz just doesn't cut it for me at 9.2K. Inside distance lines, adequate at best. Not projected to wrestle much. Not projected to land strikes in volume. You really need an early finish from him there. And it's not enough for me to make any large investment. So I'll be passing on Douglas Silva D'Andraz this week. He'll be my fade of the week at 9.2K.
All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you for the support, as always. You can follow me on Twitter, at BrightAppleyDoubleTWP, DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Already posted an hour-and-a-half podcast up there with AJ Shulo. We got rankings, projections, betting content, everything you could ask for. Uh, make sure you check that out, DailyFanMMA.com. Thanks to Pat and the team for having us on again. Until uh, next week, guys, take care, stay safe out there. Talk to you soon. Peace. 